Welcome to Jeff's for 30. Hard to believe this is our 11th podcast. Uh, I'm excited to have a great guy and well-known, respected uh, in our hometown of Brighton, Michigan. Welcome, Clint Copenhaver. Thanks for having me, Ron. Yeah, this will be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Especially with the Michigan game coming up and everything uh, right around the corner. But you've lived here your whole life, a town that we both love. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's your thoughts on Brighton? Moved here in 1980, uh, was born in Cleveland, Ohio, and my dad worked for General Motors, got a job here in Detroit, and uh, my parents are from a small town in, in Ohio called Georgetown, Ohio, a little farm town. So, um, you know, we moved when, uh, when he got his job in, in, in Detroit. Um, you know, my parents came here to scout out a place to live, and they started driving west of Detroit and found the first small town they could find and this they stumbled on on Brighton so nice stumble <laughs> yeah yeah nice nice stumble so um, yeah so have been here since 1980 and loved every every minute of it 1980 how old were you I would have been four years old okay yeah yeah I was born in 1976 like I said in Cleveland Ohio so uh -huh. and been here ever since uh, we know Cleveland. I knew I know Cleveland better than I know Detroit. I'm in sales, and yep. I went down there as uh, just to cover Northeast Ohio and a uh, little piece of Ohio. And we lived in North Olmsted, and then we built a beautiful home in Medina. Yeah, with the town square. Yep, and uh, we loved our time there. It's yeah, it's uh, you know Cleveland emulates a lot of, of Detroit. You know, just tough nosed hard nosed people. Mm -hmm. You know, working class people, and it's a it's a great it was a great place to. I actually went back. Uh, I lived there for about a year after college with my college roommate. Um, so yeah, I love I loved uh, you know my time. Well, you know, I don't remember much from my first four years there, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, going back after college, it's a, it was a fun place. It is. It's it's Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Detroit. There's real similarities. You know, I was an adult when I went down there and worked and, and enjoyed it and made a lot of friends. And mm -hmm. uh, um, they didn't like us running the Michigan flag out in the neighborhood. I <laughs> found it my gar garbage upside down one day. Oh, yeah. But I believe your mom taught at Spencer Elementary uh, for uh, school for quite a long time, 40 years. And is she still there? She's still there. Yeah, my mom has been, uh, she's been teaching... Um, I think since right around 19, uh, gosh, 80, 83, 84. Um, you know, when we moved here, she stayed at home with the kids. Like I said, my dad worked for General Motors, so she wanted to stay home with the kids until we got uh, until we got into school. Mm -hmm. um, and then she got a teaching position at Spencer Elementary, third grade, and she's been a teacher uh, there for, like I said, right around 40 years. Um, I think for time put in, seniority uh, in the... It, for Brighton, uh, for teachers, I think she's number two right now. Really? So yeah, she's still she's still teaching. A few she's, more years in her. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. She she claims this is um, either this year or next year is going to be her last year, but she's been saying that for about ten years. So. So uh, I had the pleasure of meeting your mom. What a great lady. Yeah, she's she's amazing. She's full of energy. She she has more more energy than than I do. She has the same amount of energy as my kids. Um, and just an educator at heart. I mean, mm -hmm. she's just an absolute rock star, and um, you know, it's in her blood. She she enjoys it, and you know, I've always said, you know, I feel like she's gonna she's gonna teach until they kick her out of there. Not that they'd ever kick her out of there, but mm -hmm. um, if it was up to her, I think she'd you know she would she would probably teach uh, 
you know, forever. But uh, she's what, yeah, an amazing lady. She seemed like it. Now, what about uh, is your dad around? Is he alive? No, nope, no, nope. he uh, he passed away. Gosh, probably fifteen, sixteen years ago. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, my mom still lives in the same house that we that they bought in nineteen eighty. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. the great thing about that is that I've got family in the area that uh, you know we're all close to my mom. My brother, uh, you know, he lives in currently lives in Florida, but my sister and her family live uh, live here in Brighton. So. My, myself and my, my wife live in Brighton, so we can, we can be there to, to, to be with her and all the things. And she can see all the grandkids and see their sports and activities and things. So it's been, it's, it's awesome for her. Yeah, I met her. We were in the Brighton High School press box with you. I walked up to say hi to you, and yeah. uh, she was uh, wanting to check out the press box and yeah. making sure you were doing the job. Oh, yeah, she's so always uh, checking on me, taking care of me, yeah. You have a brother who's a veterinarian? I do. Yeah, my brother graduated. So he went to Michigan State uh, vet school, uh, went to a year of dental school at the University of Michigan. Uh, it wasn't for him, but he ended up graduating uh, from Michigan State vet school. He was a vet in Tennessee for, owned his own practice for many years. Mm -hmm. um, ultimately sold his practice and now he's retired, lives in, lives in uh, Vero Beach, Florida. And lives oh, that's life. nice. Yeah, has there, a place we go in, to Hutchison Island down there yeah. once in a while. That's nice. Oh, yeah. Vero yeah. Beach is beautiful. He just uh, just bought a place in Puerto Vallarta. Um, so him and his wife, he doesn't have any kids, so they just travel. Mm. They, they boat. Mm -hmm. uh, they used to have motorcycles, but now they just boat, they fish, they travel, all the things that, uh, that you do when you're, when you're retired. He's got some guts, Port of Iron, man, it was on the list a few years ago that um, cruise ships wouldn't even go in there. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and I, the only reason I know, Michelle and I have been to Mexico yep. 10 times, mm -hmm. Cancun, Port of Iron. We even went, went where they did the cliff diving, the Elvis uh, movie. I yeah. forget that town, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah he, yeah, he enjoys it. Um, you know, like I said, they, they, they travel a lot and they, they, you know, they, so far they enjoy it down there. Mm -hmm. do and your sister, what does she do? My sister's a teacher. She's been a teacher in uh, Ypsilanti for, oh gosh, um, maybe 20 years. Um, she's been an elementary uh, teacher there, which uh, she mm -hmm. absolutely enjoys. She loves, you know, there's a lot of underprivileged kids in Ypsilanti and she just absolutely um, enjoys teaching, helping educating all the things with, uh, you know, with that community. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, she's a super passionate about it. Um, but, yeah, she's, she, uh, she's been a teacher for, gosh, 20-some 20, 20 years. Mm -hmm. Michelle got a real education. She, she was an assistant principal at Central Academy on Industrial Boulevard right yeah. there in Ann Arbor. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, you know, it's 90 95% uh, Muslim. Okay. And... Uh, it was not only an education for her, but I think it was maybe more for them because mm -hmm. Michelle's tough. Yeah. And Michelle believes in uh, history, and mm -hmm. her dad was a colonel in the Army. My yeah. dad was hit by a destroyer. I bought this for you, actually. It's a story of my dad got hit by a kamikaze oh, boy. in uh, World War II. Wow. But uh, she taught them a little bit about the American flag and the pride and, mm -hmm. uh, and what what we're all about, you yeah. know. Right. She had a few the guys came in. The parents would come in through the years. She was there ten years, and mm -hmm. the, the, she wasn't getting the respect. Well, she got it. Yeah. And yeah. and the principal actually was a great guy, Doctor Louis Shelby. 
someone would come in and give my wife a hard time, and she'd say, go talk to Dr. Shelby. They'd mm -hmm. go and sit down with him, yeah. and all of a sudden come out with a new attitude about Mrs. Jess. Yeah. You know, don't mess with don't mess Jess. Don't mess with Mrs. Jess. I like that. <laughs> You'll die like all the rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's an old grade school thing. Sorry. Oh, I, I can't it. help myself. I love it. Um, so your mom, you told me she's into tradition like we are. Yeah. We're big, big into mm -hmm. traditions. Yeah. And, um, what are some of those? Some of those, you know, mainly the family get-togethers, uh, mm -hmm. holiday get-togethers. You know, she has her traditions. She loves to go to Frankenmuth. She loves uh, just, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of family gatherings. Mm -hmm. I mean, she enjoys um, being with the kids, being with us. Um, you know, it's, it's few and far between now where my brother gets up and, you know, we can all be together. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, she just, it's, you know, I always tell my kids, you know, if, if, if she had a choice of, you know, winning a, you know, a million dollars or, or spending time with us, she'd, she'd choose spending time with us. I mean, that's just how she is. You yes. know, she's a passionate woman, mm -hmm. grew, grew up on a farm and, uh, and, like I said, in Georgetown, Ohio, so she just... Uh, a hard, uh, you know, hard-working farm girl that's uh, still kicking butt. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I could tell how much you guys loved and her, you, when she was up there in that press box. Yeah. You, it doesn't take a minute. You know, we, the only reason I can really say, Irish Catholic family, mm -hmm. my grandma Madden from Ireland lived with us, yeah. eight kids, and mom and dad. And yep. So um, on the tradition side, I brought you a gift for the uh, Christmas tree. Do you get a real tree? Get a real tree, my friend. Still me. up. That's the way to do it. Ours is too. Yeah. So this is a tradition we started this year with the five grandkids. And yep. uh, so what you do is you take that pickle and you hide it somewhere on the tree. Yep. And then we have the kids, all five grandkids, outside the room mm -hmm. and. Uh, Someone hits a timer and they come in. They can't touch the tree. Yep. They go around and they look at it. So all five grandkids came in. One's only one, so he wasn't <laughs> doing much. But <laughs> yeah. uh, who do you think won? Probably the youngest. Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy. Austin. Won. Austin. Oh yeah. Austin won yeah. in <laughs> 16 seconds, and the yeah. closest was a minute and a half. 16 <laughs> seconds. You know why? Because it was for some money. Oh, there you go. Yeah, a little motivation will make them work hard. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that's, about it. That's fun. Yeah, it is. So you could do that with your family if you want. But still it, have the tree up, so we can we can uh, we can we can try it before we take the tree down. Well, they said what came over. Uh, I believe I, I wrote up, read up on it, and um, you know it was came it caught on over. It came in like the king and queen of uh, of London mm -hmm. uh, or England, I should say. Yeah, but. Um, Someone brought that tradition to them, and oh, that's, so they did it. Yeah. You know? So we do it now. <laughs> we that's just fun. added it. Yeah. Um, so you've experienced a football success. You know, most athletes, you know, they, they can only dream about Clint. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Uh, because you know we've been we've been Michigan football fans since my dad would take us to the Franklin Cider Mill, mm -hmm. uh, fourteen and Telegraph, yep. and open up the station wagon. We'd have the cider and donuts and the Jess family yeah. all all running around listening to Bob right. Ufer. Oh yeah, and Michigan football. So yep. I'm telling you, we yeah a, a lifelong. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we the old bleed maize and blue. Right, we do do that. Yeah. So, 
when you did that, uh, you know, you, from Brighton Youth Football to Brighton High School, uh, and they're always good, Brighton yeah. football's great, to the University of Michigan uh -huh. as a linebacker. And uh, what a ride, eh, into the yeah. big house? Oh, yeah. You know, I was lucky, you know, I have a you know, passion for a, in the community here in Brighton. Um, I had a great experience growing up here, and, you know, I was lucky to to grow up in Brighton and you know we had um, we had good you know, we had great coaches um, you know I was lucky enough to play for Bill Murray for 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 four years had a great staff and you know um, I was lucky enough that I was given the opportunity and people helped me where I ultimately uh, you know got to the University of Michigan graduated high school in 94 mm -hmm. ended up at Michigan played at Michigan from you know 95 to 99 and, um, you know, I couldn't have done it without the people that gave me the opportunity here in Brighton mm -hmm. and helped me and coached me and guided me, uh, learned a lot of life lessons here in Brighton. Um, and then ultimately, you know, ended up at Michigan and had a, had a great uh, experience at Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it all started here. You know, we had a great youth program, as we still do yeah. in Brighton. Mm -hmm. um, Finnerty, you got to put, I, mean, I don't know if he was there when you were there. No, he was younger than me. A little younger than me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the dad, though, ran it for mm -hmm. years. Uh, yep. Tim Finnerty, yep. my hat is always off to Tim. Yeah. I always bring up, he had the varsity team, and they came from De Dearborn, Divine Child, where yeah. there was, you know, that was that was quite a school, Divine yeah. Child. I mean, Hutchison came from yeah. there, I yep. mean, recently, but even way before him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I thought the Finnertys were uh, really good people, and they... Yeah. And, and the people that came after them or through them and, and that Tim Finnerty and, and such a tragedy with Cullen. Yeah. You know, that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a name that's, uh, you know, is, is, is renowned here in, in, in Brighton or the Finnertys. You know, I unfortunately never had the opportunity to meet Cullen, mm -hmm. uh, but certainly heard the stories, uh, you know, the, the family, the tradition, all the things, the, the things that they did for Brighton. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tragic, tragic story. Um, and gosh, you know, I mean, probably one of the most successful college careers of any quarterback. I mean, what did he win? Two, Ever. Or, two, or, two or three. Three national championships, championships at Grand Valley. You know, yeah. had, a, had an amazing career here at Brighton. But like I said, you know, it, we, we were lucky to be part of this community, part of this you know the, the the athletic program at Brighton because again they, you know, gave us all the resources that we needed to to excel to do well, mm -hmm. um, and you know so it's been, I mean that's why we're back here in Brighton. Yeah, uh, yeah. Know? I mean it's just um, my kids enjoy it here. Um, you know the the education, the athletics, the community, the mm -hmm. town, everything is just. Second to none, you know, everybody that comes here that's never been here, fall in love with the city of Brighton. Yeah. Um, there's just, it's uh, so many endearing qualities that it has that's, you know, keeps people here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which yeah. is, so uh, we're, we're lucky to be here. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. We feel the same way. Uh, yeah, so um, from, from that, uh, do you still have the helmet and the jersey? You bring the number 43 jersey uh, home with you for to keep and all that? Uh, Clint, have that oh, yeah. somewhere? somewhere yeah. yeah, still have uh, still have the jersey, still have the helmet. Uh -huh. um, you know, funny story, I, I misplaced my jersey. I had my Rose Bowl jersey that I, I, I misplaced for, mm -hmm. for years, and it had been 
tucked away in some in storage at my mom's house, and uh -huh. I thought I might lost my you know my jersey forever. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it was the Jersey Gate. It, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and and Clint, you played. You you had guys on your team. Not only like Charles Woodson, and you got to line up in the same defense with him as linebacker where he's playing corner or safety, and then he goes to offense. But you also had Tom Brady on that team yeah. as a backup quarterback. The jersey, he, his jersey was stolen from some nut who came in. Remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a movie about it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I played with a lot of great players. You know, Charles Woodson, obviously, Hall of Famer. Tom Brady, Hall of Famer. Uh, Steve Hutchinson, offensive lineman, Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we, Ty Law, my freshman year, I played with Ty Law. Ty Law is in the Hall of Fame. So, is he? Yeah. So we, we had, um, you know, we had an amazing group of guys that we, we played with. And, uh, you know, and then ultimately to win a national championship at Michigan was was was, a, was a, an amazing experience. And, um, you know, at the time... You know, going through that that journey, mm -hmm. uh, difficult. A lot of put in a lot of hard work. Um, you know, you walk through those doors at Schembechler Hall, and the expectation is so high. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they 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 the, the, there's a lot of pressure, a lot of expectations, all the things, both uh, athletically, academic, academically too. I mean, how do you do balance right, that? Right, so, you know, taking taking 15, 17 credit hours and a you know, in a semester, balancing football, balancing social life, balancing all the things was difficult. You know, what I think what a lot of people don't understand is what they see is about 2% on Saturdays. You know, yeah. the, you know, the rest of the 98% of us putting in the work off-season, putting in the work during the week, mm -hmm. um, grinding at study table, you know, yeah. uh, it's, it's a lot of work. But at the time, didn't necessarily have time to, you know, reflect and, and enjoy every minute of it mm -hmm. but you know now um you know looking back you're able to to realize how lucky we were like i said started at brighton ended up in yeah. michigan how lucky we were to be given that opportunity that platform to succeed mm -hmm. and ultimately like i said you know winning a national championship playing with some hall of famers and not only you know playing with hall of famers but playing with a lot of really really good people i always i always say the most successful people that i know are people that i played uh, football with mm -hmm. in Michigan. Mm -hmm. I mean, doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, I mean, Super Bowl champions. But I'm I'm not not just football. But I'm talking in the professional world. Guys that are just, um, you know, like I said, doctors, lawyers. Um, work ethic, right? Work mm -hmm. ethic, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Attitude. You know that mentality of um, just grinding. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, you know, a lot of thing, a lot of people think that you go to a place like you know Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and things are given to you. They're not given to you. Mm -hmm. You have to go out and earn it. Sure, you got to go find a way to grind and earn your keep. Mm -hmm. And you know that certainly translates over into into my life now, and and all the guys that I played with. It translates uh, into uh, you know their prof professional careers. Mm -hmm. um, so it's yeah, it's, it was good experience. We had a guy on a few weeks ago, Eric Walters is his name, and he's from Howell, and he's a great kid. He's a little bit younger than you. He's 40, I'm going to say 41, 42. Yeah. He was Livingston County Athlete of the Year. He was basketball, baseball, and uh, cross country. Yeah. But he's blossomed. He's, he's, he's vice president, owner of this plastics company, you know, okay. huge, huge. And, mm -hmm. and he, you, you wouldn't know it. He's, 
he's this by gosh guy, you know. Yeah. And I, I had an interview, and it was so funny. But uh, again, like me, I called him the other day, and I said, Eric, uh, we're going to have uh, some fun uh, with you. And mm -hmm. um, I said, uh, what, uh, what do you really think, uh, you know, as far as what would you ask Clinton? And he's like, well, you know, that, uh, winning that national championship, that was the cherry on the on the top of the cake for, for mm -hmm. all that work and yeah. all that effort. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I watched the game the other night. It was uh, replayed, and it was, uh, I mean, you guys had your hands full. And, uh, yeah. You know, the, the great thing about, I think, the trajectory of how that all happened was that, you know, my first couple of years at Michigan, you know, we were 8-4. Yeah, so, I saw that, yeah. You know, we, we struggled. I mean, by Michigan standards, we struggled. Back then, 8-4 and four was just wasn't acceptable. Mm -hmm. It was very average. Um, so, you know, to, to ultimately, you know, my fourth year, so my redshirt senior year for us to go undefeated and win the national championship, um, you know, like I said, the trajectory that we took was, was, was that much more rewarding. Because we, we went through the years where people doubted us. We went through the years where, you know, we had a lot of people thinking we needed a coaching change, that we needed uh, different players, all the things. And, and you love Lloyd Carr. Love you talked Lloyd to Carr. me about Absolutely. that before. Yeah, I you know, my, I was recruited by Gary Moeller. Mm -hmm. Absolutely loved Gary Moeller. Yeah, um, tough guy. Tough guy. Oh, I mean, yeah, Just I an know. old school tough guy. He, he was, was a member at Lakeland out here when I joined the country club in yep. Brighton. He was yeah. there. And I've run into him in CVS. And, uh, yeah. And is he, he still alive? No, he passed away just a well, just, just recently. Within, okay. Within the last uh, a couple of years. Yeah. But, you know, he gave me the opportunity. Um, and then my last four years at Michigan was with Lloyd Carr, who was absolutely cut from the fabric of Bo Schembechler and Gary Moeller. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the way he coached, the way he motivated, um, just his presence, his demeanor was just amazing. The same. Absolutely. The way he would walk in a room and carry a room and motivate, and he could find a way to, he could find a way to, to push your buttons and to motivate you. Yeah. Because, you know, that's the, that's the interesting thing about coaching is I think not every kid needs to be coached the same way. Mm -hmm. Every kid uh, needs to be coached differently, and they were masterful at that. So, yeah, my, my four years, my final four years were with, with, uh, with Coach, Coach Carr, and mm -hmm. what an amazing individual, amazing human being. Yeah, he was great to play for. He, uh, he brought in for the Washington game, if I got it right, a guy who had climbed Mount Everest, yeah, and there was a book and a, and a movie, and mm -hmm. and he talked with you guys. He uh, did, yeah. Um, I'm gonna get the name wrong. Uh, Lucas Siski, mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, he brought him in to talk about the struggles and the challenges of climbing climbing Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. Talking about it was before the '97 season. It was before the season that we won the national championship. And he talked about how difficult it is to climb Mount Everest. And the higher you get on that mountaintop, the more difficult it is. Yeah. Um, and that's when people have to, when people quit, when they turn around, they can't make it. Mm -hmm. And the best of the best make it to the peak of Mount Everest. And we used that analogy for our 97 season. And it was, uh, you know, we, we, we sat down before the season in 97. And, um, you know, we talked about all, you know, as every team, you make goals. Mm -hmm. before a season. You talked about the things you want to do. You come up with phrases. You come up with things that are going to um, motivate motivate your season. And mm -hmm. I remember we all were sitting in the full team meeting room with Coach Carr and the team. 
And, you know, everybody's throwing around all these different phrases. And like I said, we had just gone through three, eight and four season. And finally, somebody says, you know what, why don't we just win? And that was our, that was our, that was our mantra for the 97 season is just win. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that's great. Absolutely. And you did. And we did. You and never lost did. that year. <laughs> never lost, yeah. And, um, you know, they just wrote a book about, um, uh, you know, about that 97 team. Um, and uh, it was, again, you know, climbing the mountaintop. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, that was a cool experience. And you mm-hmm. talk about a guy, Lucas Siski, I think his name was, as he came in and talked to us. Um, what a, what an amazing, what an amazing experience. Where was he from? Uh, that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where he was from. I yeah. saw him. I don't remember either. I, I watched it the other yeah. night and I was, it was just part of it. And they showed the picture of Mount Everest and, and yep. t- just the story but yeah uh, you know your team I th- I look at it too the one thing you guys had on that team just studying the history and mm-hmm. spending time with you you guys were good guys yeah I think Tom Brady's just a really nice good guy he's a shark yeah I think Charles Woodson's a really nice guy he's my son's favorite defensive yeah. player in history yeah with Green Bay and all the yeah. Hall of Fame and all he's done but you guys were good guys. Brian Greasy was a nice... I can tell Brian his Greasy, dad's yeah. a cool guy, Hall of Famer. I yeah. mean, who does that? And he announced that game, you know, crying. I can, and, I can tell you that, you know, we had no... Uh, at any football team, soccer team, organization, you're going to have some sort of disagreements, infighting, things of that nature, mm-hmm. turmoil here and there. Uh, we never had arguments. We never had disagreements. You know, we... Um, you know, what a, what a amazing group of high character guys, great people, mm-hmm. guys that we're still very, very close with. And like you said, Tom Brady, um, amazing player, but a great guy. Yeah. Uh, just a very humble, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, very motivated guy. Charles Woodson, um, just a funny you know, is he? just a just a funny, but you know, also too he gets he was, out there with the flag now. He's yeah. like there, right, right. Day. That's you know the part. great thing about Charles is um, he was you know he didn't he didn't need to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that uh, he was the type of guy that when he stepped on the field at all times he was the he was the best player, and uh, you know you what you watched everything he did. He was so smooth, mm-hmm. he was so yeah. good. You know, and some people from the outside may look and like, well, is he, you know, is he lazy? No, he's just, he's so good. Um, he makes everything look so easy. I mean, he's an amazing guy, hard worker, just everything he did. But going back to your initial statement, I mean, the amount of great guys that I played with on that team, great, mm-hmm. great people, great human beings. Yeah. is just, um, we just didn't have any bad apples. And, you know, I mean, every team... Generally does, like I said, but I mean, we just didn't have any bad apples. Just a bunch of really good dudes. Yeah, that makes it great. Yeah. I mean, even later on, uh, you know, uh, uh, that they'd be humble, I'm sure, and that they they seem like people you'd like to hang out with. You yeah, know? yeah, I mean, and those are same things that you know we, you know, I try to teach my you know my kids is is be confident but be humble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like today's game and any any sports now is loud, obnoxious, all yeah, the things. And it's it, like yeah. I really try to teach my son and my daughter. It's, you know, um, 
you know, walk walk quietly, but, you know, carry a big stick. Yeah. You know, but be That's hum- what our country needs to do a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, <laughs> but be, you know, be humble, work hard, all the things. So, yeah. um, and that's, like I said, going back to Michigan, that's what we had. We had a bunch of dudes that were um, confident, but, uh, you know, but also humble. Well, you had Anthony Thomas, and I, I didn't realize it until I went and looked at the stats yesterday that Chris Howard had more... Uh, I believe he had more rushing yards, and then you had D- Glenn Steele on the defensive line. But I-, I looked at what you had. Your position linebacker was tough. You had Dehani Jones, Sam yep. Sword, Ian Gold. Yep. Were all three of those? Did they all go pro? Yeah. Um, I mean, they, we, we had <laughs> so tough we had, competition. So all, all, yeah, all the linebackers, uh, outside linebacker. You had myself, Rob Sweat. Um, Tahani Jones played a little outside linebacker, middle linebacker. You had Sam Sword, you had Ian Gold. Um, yeah. Again, you know the great thing about that is we had a lot of talent at the linebacker spot, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of guys that were um, okay with other guys getting playing time. Yeah. Um, you know, if 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 Sam was in there, you know, we had Tahani rooting for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if Ian Gold was in there, Tahani was rooting for him. If Tahani was in there. I was rooting for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just a bunch of guys that just didn't care about. I mean, we certainly cared about playing time, but we just, like I said, just win. Wanted to win. Yeah, yeah just yeah, win. So yeah, a good, a good quality. Uh, you know, and back then, you know, when I was in the early '90s, when I came out of high school, mm-hmm. back then linebackers were all, you know, six two, two hundred and fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. We kind of slowly saw the evolution at Michigan, where the faster, the smaller linebackers started to you know, mm-hmm. started to change the game. The Dahani Joneses of the world and the, the Ian Golds of the world, you know, which back then you kind of look at them as undersized guys, mm-hmm. but guys that could just fly. Right. Yeah. They're going to catch your tailbacks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. you know, myself and Sam Sword and, and Rob Sweat, you know, we were kind of the bigger run stoppers. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you had uh, Dahani and, and Ian that could just fly. So nowadays you look at linebackers, linebackers are 6'2", 225 and run four fours. <laughs> no, you know, back crazy. when I was there, it was linebackers were 6'3", 250, and were run stoppers. So uh-huh. um, the, the evolution of the game has certainly changed. For uh, most uh, 112,000 plus fans, they just uh, would want to know, Clint, uh, what's it like? I mean, the band playing and the crowd's going nuts. You run out of that tunnel and you jump up and hit that banner. Yep. I mean, that that moment before the game mm-hmm. when you're finally ready to go yeah that's per- that's got to be pretty cool yeah those are the things that you know I certainly look back on and I'm thankful for to be able to experience that as a player mm-hmm. um, but yeah the game day experience at, at Michigan was amazing um, just with like you said the band the fans the stadium all mm-hmm. the things you know which is fun now because I get to experience it as a fan mm-hmm. Um but it was uh, it was a fun experience, and even as equally as fun was playing at opposing stadiums. I mean, how much fun was it to go into Columbus or East Lansing mm-hmm. or Happy Valley? I was just in front of those because what I you know, there what we I, were what there. I, what I enjoy, we enjoyed, is going in and kind of taking over a stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, going in, we love the hate. We love the we love the, <laughs> the, the Ohio State fans. You know, giving us the finger, throwing snowballs at us, all the things, you know. I mean, we enjoyed that. We mm-hmm. enjoyed going in and taking over a stadium. So I enjoyed playing, uh, you know, at other stadiums just as much as I played. I enjoyed playing at Michigan Stadium. 
Well, it's amazing the money involved today. They're put, putting $700 million. We stayed with some friends of my brother Danny's out there at Happy Valley a couple weeks ago yeah. when Michigan beat them. And how weird was that to be there? You know, Powerball gets off the plane and he's canceled. Yeah. You know, and we're going, what's going on? I mean, it was really weird. But Happy Valley, if you want to go up, I don't know if you've been in stadiums like this, but we were on the third deck in the end okay. zone. Yeah. And we walk up. You know, up to cement here, up to cement here, yeah. up to cement here. We thought we were going on a pyramid, and you know, yeah. it's it's not Michigan Stadium where you go no. in the middle and you always have a, you know, it's pretty cool. It's like a big erector set. It it is. It's a but they're like I said, they're putting seven hundred million into it and redoing it. But it was fun being there. Yeah. The atmosphere is still it's, so it, cool. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I was you know back then they didn't have the whiteout games, the night whiteout games, um, but still playing there in the afternoon was. Was amazing, just uh, you know, crazy, mm -hmm. rabid fans. Um, but again, you know, we, we enjoyed playing at some of those uh, some of those opposing stadiums. I'm sure. So, Clint, your wife, uh, she played soccer at Michigan. Yeah, uh, Mara, Mari, Mari. Yeah, I yeah. met her a few times. Nice, nice. And, yeah, she's she's awesome. She, yep, she she's a year younger than me. Uh, played soccer. She she played soccer at University of Michigan. Um, she went to uh, Plymouth Salem. And uh, so her parents ultimately ended up back in Brighton, which is moved to Brighton. So we've mm -hmm. got the whole, the whole crew here. But yeah, you know, I always say, my kids get their athletic ability from their mom, not me. Well, and I don't my, know my, about that. Yeah, my, my, my wife was she was she was an amazing athlete. I've heard. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Just as you were. I mean, you got she, the yeah, dual. She was genes, just an absolute but, uh, stud. Uh, soccer, one of the top soccer players in, in the country. Was she? Yeah, mm. yeah. And uh, like I said, played at Michigan, had a great career at Michigan, and um, yeah. I hear your daughter Riley is quite the uh, volleyball player, and yeah. I, obviously Jake, I've uh, uh, seen him play football. He's, yeah, he's he's good. He's a good player. Yeah, yeah. He's my daughter, my daughter, good. my daughter. She she's a sophomore. Um, you know, last year she played on the varsity lacrosse team, so they won the the, the state championship. So she got to experience that as a freshman. Mm -hmm. uh, now she 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 she, uh, she plays uh, volleyball, so she's doing really well in volleyball, and uh, she enjoys volleyball and lacrosse. And uh, yeah, my son Jake, he's plays football with the grandson, and um, yeah, with my grandson Austin. So yeah, he plays plays, he, plays basketball. He plays or football, him. basketball, and lacrosse. So. That's awesome. Yeah, it's um, it's fun. I get more I get more joy out of watching my kids play sports than I ever did playing myself. So yeah, that's what everybody says. Yeah, you know. yeah. Now wait till you're a grandparent where you have you know you can just go watch a game and then you go home. Yeah, you build a right. fire or you do what you want to. Yeah, do, they'll but... be wheeling me around in a, in a wheel, <laughs> wheelchair by then. Probably <laughs> watching watching the grandkids. <laughs> my daughter Christy wanted me to say uh, you know the transition from high school to such an elite college as Michigan, uh, preparation ac academically and athletically, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's got to be, yeah. that's got to be a lot. A big, yeah. when you walk onto those streets in Ann Arbor and go to school, uh, yeah. that's pretty special. It's a big, yeah, it's, it's certainly, a, it's a big step, and uh, it, was, it was a big transition, but as I said, you know, at the beginning of our conversation, you know, Brighton prepared me for that. Mm -hmm. I had a good group of, of people that helped me prepare for that. Um, but it was certainly, academically, um, it, was, it, it was difficult, it was a challenge, but, um, you know, found a way to navigate it, mm -hmm. and uh, made me, 
made me a better person, um, all the things. So um, that first year as a freshman, you're just, you're swimming in information, you're swimming in trying to figure out where do I go, what do I do, mm -hmm. you know, all the I things. I can imagine, yeah. it's gotta be incredible. Yeah. Well, now they've got the portal and uh, all the changes. Like we said, the Big Ten's gonna soon be the Big 20. and. Mm -hmm. uh, but a uh, guy uh, from De Dearborn Divine Child, the University of Michigan, to the Detroit Lions. What do you think, Aiden Hutchison? Yeah, what a story. Yeah. I mean, how special is it that you have a local kid that can get dra that gets drafted by the Lions? A guy that grew up as a Lions fan. You know, yeah. his dad played in Michigan. His dad graduated just before I did. His dad was um, actually an undersized defensive lineman that just you know, was an absolute stud, all-American. Um, but for Aiden to blossom into the player he is, was, was in college, then to get drafted by the team that you grew up rooting for mm -hmm. that was underachieving um, right, yeah. for so many years. Yeah. And for him to be part of the change is very special. Um, and now I think they're, gonna, they're getting to the point now where they're gonna build a, you know, build a defense around him. Mm -hmm. um, and he's just, you know, he's fun to watch. But, yeah. you know, he's, he comes from a great family, mm -hmm. so he, he says all the right things, he does the right things. Um, you know, he's a, a blue-collar kid that just has an amazing, uh, amazing talent. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got one more thing to do here. Have you heard about this part of the uh, program? Nope. Okay. Those are the Jess Pickles. Yep. And everybody tries them, and you yeah. have to you have to rate them, Clint. Yeah. So. What are, what's the scale I'm using? Uh, just one to ten. One to ten. Yeah, and you can go uh, two point four or nine point nine, whatever you uh, yeah. whatever you feel. Are these dill? They're garlic dill. Garlic dill. Yes, sir. I hope you like them. So you grow these? Can them? Well, we get them at Easter Market. These I got from Brighton Market, oh. Farmers Market, and we just know how to do it. We've been doing them 15, 20 years. You trying one too? Yes. I'm giving it a, it's amazing, 9.6. Okay, 9.6. 9.6. I appreciate it. Yeah, those are amazing. Great Thanks to spend time with you. That was you. fun.